Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Holly came from Miami, FLA Hitchhiked away across USA Plucked her eyebrows on the way Shaved her legs and then he was a she She says, hey babe, take a walk on the wild side Said, hey honey, take a walk on the wild side Hello and welcome to part three of the voice series called How to Take Time Off, alternately called An Introduction to Wild. Before we hop into that, just a reminder that I'm doing magical new things this year. If you enjoy the podcast, love the podcast, get value of the podcast, don't necessarily want to buy anything else, just want to say thanks, you can head to kristenkelp.com slash podcast, pop some dollars in there, and voila, I will feel your gratitude in the form of cents and change and dollars and it shall be lovely. If you are currently broke, heading to kristenkelp.com slash podcast and leaving a review on iTunes is an absolutely magnificent and completely free way to say, hey, I see you, I like what you're doing, and thank you. Okay, and now we shall go to how to take time off. This came from a meeting of the KK on Tap peeps, which is my year-long coaching. You can find out for yourself at kristenkelp.com slash tap. Work with me for the year. Uh, we had plowed through all of the initial questions, and we were running out of questions, which means that we were getting to the ones that people usually deem too, quote-unquote, stupid to ask. Here's the thing, though. I love stupid questions. They are usually exactly the thing that everyone in the room is thinking or feeling, and they reveal whole worlds when they're out in the open, when somebody gets over how stupid they sound, quote-unquote stupid, to say, how do you take time off? So first we walk through what taking time off isn't. I'm going to recap that for you, and then we'll talk about what taking time off is. Excuse me. So first, tackling new work projects you didn't have time for during the year is not time off. Working two or three hours less than usual is not time off. Comprehensively crossing every single item off a dry erase board full of this year's ignored work activities or last year's work ignored work activities is not time off. 
Checking your email on your phone instead of on a bigger screen is not time off. Returning calls or emails real quick while standing up because not sitting means you're not working or on the toilet is not time off. Taking time off means operating under the assumption that the world will go on without your efforts to keep it in motion. The world does not need your emails to be returned within two hours. We are not going to shrivel and die if you enjoy your weekend and don't post about it on Instagram. You are not in any way required to sip inspiration and rest through the little tiny coffee stirrer sized straws while you pour yourself out in larger and larger pitchers full of effort without any rest at all. To put it another way, burnout is not the price of being alive. How do you actually take time off without constantly worrying about checking in on or dreaming about your business? What if you actually learn to separate your work from your worth, i.e. the last episode of the podcast, then what happens? You ask yourself this question over and over and over, and here it is. What sort of immersive experiences would I like to have? Immersive as in completely consumes your attention for a period of time. Immersive can be any activity you find lovely and enjoyable. I have no judgments about this. It can be reading. It can be sex. It can be bathing. It can be writing. It can be drawing, painting, crafting, meeting up with friends, generally making come to mind. Going to the movies is immersive. It is impossible to be checking your email and answering texts with a movie on the big screen, if only because other people are going to get really upset and throw popcorn at you when you attempt to do that. Netflix, on the other hand, is not immersive. You're at home, which for many of us means that you're making lists of, of things to do. You're trying to pick up around the house. You're taking care of things as you look around. You're like, oh, I never got to that. You're easily distracted by any number of emergencies or by people wandering in. You try to watch some low brain usage shows while you also do work. I have done that to the tune of an entire season of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Totally get it. So... Netflix is not bad. Netflix is just not immersive. You're much likely to be pulled away from Netflix than to be pulled away from being in a theater doing something, watching that same film. So what sort of immersive experiences would I like to have? What would I like to try, learn, experience, make, or enjoy during my time off? And that might be, oh, going to a concert. It might be, oh my God, you guys. I haven't cooked a meal in a long time and I just want to have homemade food or I just want to have someone else come over and make homemade food and I will sit and entertain them with my talking. <laughs> to put it another way, what do I never let myself do? If it's called a guilty pleasure, it absolutely goes on this list and you get rid of the guilty part of it unless your guilty pleasure is being a cannibal. Otherwise, there's nothing to be guilty about. Just enjoy it. What would I like to try, learn, experience, make, or enjoy during my time off? What do I never let myself do? Those two questions usher in your own answers to how to take time off. Instead of trying to find ways to putz around the house and avoid doing the 74 piles of laundry that have been left wrinkling in the corner, which generally leads to getting that done, but also scrolling for hours at a time, 
These questions help you access a bundle of experiences that get you excited about putting your business down for a while. Because often we're putting our business down and we're not picking up something else. So there's just this empty void or hum, and then we go right back to business. At least that's how it's been in my experience. And so this is, okay, I'm putting this down and I'm picking up, oh, I'm going to a concert. Oh, I'm going to the spa. Oh, I'm going to take a three-hour bath. Oh, I'm going to get day drunk. Whatever it is you want to do, great. What are you picking up instead? Lest you think that immersive is code for expensive, um, my slightly embarrassing answer to the immersive experience question was free. And also, I'm going to tell you what it was. And I have to remember to talk clearly because it makes me do this. Here's what I did. Um, I scheduled a day to just not check email and visit the Philadelphia Free Library, the big one down in Center City, which is en it's enormous and vast and marble and just shockingly beautiful. I wandered around and I picked a bunch of books to read, and then I parked myself at a table and read. I took notes like a good nerd. I patted myself on the back for making such a magnificent choice. I dipped into a few other books that caught my eye, and then I strolled out like two hours and 45 minutes later. For a brief bit of time, I did not worry about texts or email or Instagram or trying to encapsulate my experience for sharing. I just channeled the six-year-old self that could read uninterrupted for days of summer vacation on end, and I let her out. She basically freaked out and couldn't believe how great it was to be in a library with windows 20 feet tall. And this whole building has been here this whole time and I have never been here before and it was fucking delightful. Your immersive experiences might be going to the gym, going to the gym, taking a new class, taking a workshop, signing up for a once a week class, or actually viewing the once a week classes that you've already paid for. They might be taking your family to see fireworks or movies or the library for a while. You might cook a meal that uses every last one of your gourmet tools. You might practice your French with a foreign language partner, or you might just make yourself leave the house and see what happens. Hop on a train, um, just take a random drive and see what happens. You are having an immersive experience when you are in a car driving and paying attention to following the sparkle. Do I want to go left? Do I want to go right? Over and over and over again. That's fantastic. Whatever gets you away from places your clients can demand things of you and into the bigger world counts as an immersive experience. Also, sex counts as an immersive experience every time. It's not necessarily getting into the bigger world. <laughs> so I just wanted to be clear. Um, the more immersive experiences that you let yourself enjoy, the easier it is to believe that your business is not going to wither and die of neglect when you take a day off or two days off or six days off. Counterintuitively, the more immersive experiences and time off you enjoy, the more likely you are to produce better and more engaging work because you actually went out and lived instead of spending nine hours on Instagram, which is technically you're alive, but not really soaking up the juice of life, right? Vaguely distracted, always on you, is not nearly as compelling as talented or as alive as the you that can only be accessed by taking the time and energy necessary to refill your well. Ultimately, taking time off is about refilling your well. What generates energy within you? What is a good use of your time? What leaves you better when it's done than you were when you started? Finally, 
When you disengage from work in a healthy way and on a regular basis, you're actively refusing to put all of your eggs in the money basket of life. You do not make money from walking around the neighborhood and petting every dog you see, but you do help your soul believe the world is okay at some level when you get puppy kisses. You are not actively earning dollars for putting in your time on the treadmill or at the gym, but you are remembering that you have and can even enjoy a body. You will not earn millions from loving the shit out of your partner at a secret hotel rendezvous, but you will strengthen your relationship through shared experience. The world gets more wild and delightful when you choose to actively engage with it as a human being instead of couching the entirety of your value in your work on this earth. And that's where we come back to work and worth. If you have worth just for going out and petting puppies, you're much more likely to do it than if you think you have to earn your worth by being constantly working. To be crystal clear, learning to take time off is revisiting some part of your own wildness. Wildness is just unlearning the conditioning and thought patterns that typically govern your behavior. Instead of buying into the reasoning that says you need to be more productive and work harder while in a semi-distracted, ultra-connected state, you unplug. You let the emails go unchecked for a while. You throw yourself into an experience that is not about generating income. You make blank spaces in your calendar and you refuse to fill them. First part of taking time off, if you are not ready for a whole day, is to schedule three hours a week in one hour chunks of just, okay, I'm not doing anything during this time. And not, that means I'll do other things that are related to business, but just, I'm not doing anything. You don't try jamming one more thing into an already full day. You sink into your bathtub and feel the glorious feeling of having a body. You let the subway ride be the subway ride without it being an opportunity to play a game, check the news, scroll on Instagram, or return emails. To be all fucking Ramdas on you, you be here now. That is just about as wild as it gets. And you can rewild yourself at any time from the inside out. What would I like to try, learn, experience, make, or enjoy during my time off? What do I never let myself do? Those are questions designed to bring the edges of your wild to light. You are not required to spend eight days naked outdoors in order to find your wild. Just start with where you are, with what you are not allowed to do, especially what you don't allow yourself to do, and then go do it. That's it. Go do the things you're not allowed to do and tell me about them on Cake Help on Instagram. You can tag me. You can DM me. You can email me. If you have any questions or comments about the podcast, I am at k at kristenkelp.com. And this is, if you will recall, part of Voice, the series, because the most resonant voices in the world are wild, kind, brave, and clear. Next week, we're going to hit up kindness and dive deeper into why being nice really, really sucks. Just really sucks. If you would like more information about the voice workshop in which we reconnect with your most intuitive and authentic self during a two-day workshop in Philly, it's got all sorts of things that come with it. You can hit up kristenkelp.com slash voice dash workshop or shoot me an email and I will send you the info, k at kristenkelp.com. 
promo code EARLYBIRD takes $100 off your registration. Bada bing, bada boom. Let's get excited. Let's get wild, kind, brave, and clear. I'm so fucking stoked to be doing this series. So hit me up, talk to me, let me know what's happening, and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly, scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.